1: It's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio.
2: Welcome to your Saturday morning radio extravaganza. It is indeed James Golden, also known as Bo Snurdly, here with you. I spent most of this week in Washington, D.C. It's been a long time uh, since I was a duo. Since I spent that much time in Washington, D.C., and I'd like to thank the good folks at the Heritage Foundation and also my incredible engineering crew for making it possible for me to be in touch and do the show from there. And thank the good people at Heritage. We spent a lot of time this week introducing you to, I call it the new heritage, because they've got some, all of a sudden, they've got is back and they are no longer content just to write white papers and do all this stuff, they're taking people to court, they're becoming an activist foundation, and that is one of the things that we need so desperately right now. If you'd like to be part of today's program, 800-848-WABC is the number, 800 848 We're going to talk about all kinds of things this morning. If you want to be part of the uh, the Saturday morning radio extravaganza, we've got... We're gonna talk marital, marital, marital. Yeah, I'm sorry, stumbling. I'm bleary-eyed. Marital hatred. I didn't know that, that it was normal to hate the person that you're married to. How would I know? I've spent so little time in my life in the institution of marriage that I would never know that. But apparently it is normal for you to hate your And I would like to know more from you haters, those of you who hate your mate. That's not politics. Oh, we're going to talk about the politics, of course. I've been advocating all week, and I will continue to advocate, that it is time to play hardball with these persecutors. There is, in fact, a story in the Washington Post they, the left is in full self-congratulatory mode over the persecution of Donald Trump. There's an opinion piece in the Amazon Prime Washington Post today from Colbert King celebrating the two Harvard, Howard University women who are causing Donald Trump a lot of his legal grief. There's also an article I didn't print out that Republicans are concerned about Trump's legal Problems, and I guess to a degree I can understand that, but more than concern, I think it's time to fight back. Illegal immigration continues to be a problem. Our brilliant Mayor Adams wants to uh, set up tents for the illegal immigrants up at Orchid Beach. Now, those of you who live anywhere near Orchid Beach... I invite you to share with us your opinion on that. We are going to talk food. We have a foodie story all about bacon. I'm a vegetarian, but it doesn't matter. We can still talk bacon here. You know, um, when people cook bacon, most of the time, I mean, the smell of bacon is just, what, overwhelming, even for vegetarians sometimes and for, for non-foodies. It's just like one of those things. It's almost, well, we, there's an article today about bacon, and we're going to get to it, especially being, you know, Saturday morning. So we will talk food. In fact, we'll talk food when we come back from the first break. It is Saturday morning. We did not talk to Princess Di yesterday. We will talk with Princess Di today. It was my bad yesterday. We spent the whole hour um, speaking with people from Heritage. But today we'll try to make up for that and have a great conversation with our, our Highness Princess Di. There are residual stories about the Queen's death in the British press, a lot of it, and how now King Charles is going to actually read the book that Harry and, and What's-Her-Face wrote to see if he should grant them titles, the, I guess, Her Majesty or whatever titles. I could care less about that stuff. But always interested for those of you royalist out there. Excuse me, I'm just having a cup of coffee. Usually, I have coffee when I wake up in the wee-wee hours of the morning. This morning was weird. I didn't want coffee when I first got up. I drank water. And um, I had a nice bottle of Saratoga, sparkling water, ice cold when I woke It was delicious. Mm. And now the first cup of coffee. If you're having your first cup of coffee, Join me. It's wonderful. Gavin Newsom, the Democrats are in the news. Abortion issues. There is a story written by Melissa Fine, who writes with BizPack Review and American Wire News. This story is in BizPack Review. Satanic. Gavin Newsom shocks with discussing seven-state pro-abortion billboard campaign, quoting Jesus. Gavin Newsom has discovered Jesus and has using some of Jesus' words to help promote California as an abortion state, inviting people from all over to come in and get their abortions. Come get your abortion here. We're open for business. Come kill your baby in California. And so we will definitely talk about that along with Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams, there are numerous stories about Stacey Abrams. There's another story. This in, um, uh, let us see where this story is in this back review as well. Stacey Abrams uncorked bizarre fetal heartbeat conspiracy theory dragged hard on Twitter. Uh, her, her theory is that there's no, heartbeat at six weeks old in the womb, it's manufactured. So doctors and whoever else are manufacturing a heartbeat, and it's manufactured by men, actually, who want to exert dominance over a woman's body. That's what Stacey Abrams has said. But we learned this week, I learned this week, more about Stacey Abrams' background. You know, she wasn't always a raving lunatic abortionist, pro-abortionist. So we'll talk about that. Of course, Ron DeSantis is in the news. Some of the left are so mad they're trying to sue him. Others are demanding investigations for him bringing and helping Illegal immigrants find their place in the world, mainly in New York, Martha's Vineyard. I mentioned, or during the week, I started to buy a Vineyard Vine shirt, and then I thought better of it. Didn't want to be an elitist. We have really good news from the courts in New York, at least one one story that's good news. Let me read you the headline that was in the Daily News. Manhattan judge says New York City vaccine mandate can't be enforced against New York Police Department union members. Well, this is a relief. Of course, there are contradicting views. This is going to end up, I hope, one day at the Supreme Court, even though I'm leery the Supreme Court hasn't actually been as, I guess, in favor of stomping on this overreach by government officials to mandate the vaccine. There's an interesting story. It's an advice column that I pulled out of one of the papers, I think Amazon Prime, Washington Post, either that or the New York Times, from someone who's looking for, who was looking for one of the advice columnists to tell them what they should do, whether they should take a baby that is was left in their care, babysitting, to get a vaccine against the parents' knowledge and wishes. This is, again, one of these people that is totally convinced that vaccines are great. So you see, there are all kinds of things that we have to talk about this morning. I want to make clear, once again, my disdain for New York Prosecutor Letitia James. This despite the column, Colbert King in the Amazon Prime Washington Post, a voice might be heard wailing in the environs, of Mar-a-Lago, what did I ever do to Howard University? Conspiratorially tinged, perhaps, but think about it. New York Attorney General Letitia James, who has filed a civil suit alleging fraudulent financial practices against former President Donald Trump, three of his children and the Trump Organization, is a Howard University Law School alumni. Fulton County, Georgia District Attorney Fannie Willis. Who's conducting a state criminal investigation into the possible interference with the 2020 election by Trump and his confederates is a Howard University graduate. That academic coincidence has no direct bearing on the two probes starting uh, that are staring Trump in the face. He earned a front and center spot all by himself. That's what Colbert King says, and that is bull. Leticia James announced her witch hunt after Trump before there was any story. She went looking for evidence. This is a persecution, not a prosecution. James' suit was built on a a three-and-a-half-year investigation that started when Michael Cohen, Trump's former attorney, told Congress about allegedly shady and possibly unlawful dealings by Trump. No, it was started by her hatred of Trump. And we was started way before Michael Cohen. She just seized on that as an excuse. She goes on and on and on to talk about how Trump engaged in a decade of deception. Well, you want to know about deception? I have a story in the L.A. Times, and I bet you haven't heard about it. About true deception. Deception dealing with Democrats. And I'm guaranteeing you, that most of you have not heard about this story, and you won't hear about it. But what about Letitia James and what about Fanny? good old Fanny down there in Georgia? Letitia James should be investigated, starting now, private detectives, on her every second. Every member of Letitia James' family should be investigated, why? What do you mean? Did they do something? No, who cares whether they did something or not? Investigate them. Investigate every... Letitia James has friends. Investigate every single one of them. Every one of La- Letitia James' friends. This is what wealthy Republican, billionaire Republican, the class of billionaire Republican donors should fund, multi-million dollar fund to do nothing but investigate Leticia James' And little Fanny down there in Georgia, little Fanny Willis, their families, their friends investigate everybody connected with them. Surely there is some dirt somewhere. Investigate. Have detectives following them around 24 seven. Have their past, every single rock in their past overturned. Look, these people have weaponized. The legal apparatus in the United States. They've weaponized it. They've turned it on Donald Trump. They've turned it on Republicans. Look at what they're trying to do. They're criminalizing you if you talk about COVID. They try to, and throw you off social media. They criminalize you if you don't share their views about January 6th. Those people languished in jail. Meanwhile, did you see, there's a poster on the internet, a meme, with Kyle Rittenhouse. That was a guy self defense. And was actually found that he was engaging in self defense in Kenosha while he was held on $1 million dollar millions of dollars in bail money. Do you see this guy in North Carolina who killed a Republican teenager, a grown man thirty one, killed a Republican teenager because he said, Oh, he was part of some he was a Republican extremist. He's out on jail, bail, fifty thousand dollars. He's walking the streets again, and Democrats don't say a word. He killed a teenager because he thought the teenager was some kind of Republican extremist. They're just starting the news today that that wasn't the case. This kid wasn't, and even if he were a Republican extremist, so what? He was committing no wrong, but he's dead, a teenager. And Democrats aren't the least bit upset that one of their acolytes, one of their followers, is out killing Republicans, killing a Republican for being a Republican. North Dakota, and out on bail. They just let him out. He killed him with a car, ran out, and, and at the time he was accused of being drunk. And he's still out walking the streets. There is a two-tier justice system in this country, and we, Republicans, conservatives, it is time for Republican donors to step up to the plate and fund an operation to fight back. And I mean investigate everybody. Everybody connected with Letitia James. Everybody. Every family member. I don't care whether they're a child. Every one of them should be investigated. Every single one. They're going after Donald Trump's children they raided his wife's clothing at Mar-a-Lago. They invaded the space of his of his young son. You can't just let this stuff sit politically. You cannot continue to let these people on the left get away with this. James Golden, a.k.a. Sterling. We're coming back, 800-848-WABC.
3: That's shopify.com slash special offer.
1: Entertaining and informative. James Golden, AKA Bo Snurgle, is on the air. 77 WABC.
2: Greece. Yeah, uh, Grease. I said I was going to do a foodie story. Uh, maybe this is the moment, or maybe it's not. No, we're going to do a foodie story. And then I got a text. Have you ever heard of cake sitting? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Diego, what, what was that, a yes or a no? Do you know what cake sitting is? I want to say yes, but it might not be what you think. Well, what are you thinking? Come on, don't be shy. What are you thinking? I have no idea, actually, what that is, honestly, brother. Yeah, uh, it? you don't know what cake sitting is. Scott? I only know because of your family. <laughs> hey, 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 don't get into personal details here. We've been investigating <laughs> this. I, uh, yeah, because one of a family member told me about it and I'm like, well, what are you talking about? Cake sitting. So I've discovered what cake sitting is. It involves booties. So let me, uh, let me just try to do this in a manner because when I mentioned we were going to do a food story, I got a text you. You're going to do a talk about cake sitting. No, we're not going to talk about cake. Sit- well, we weren't going to talk about cake sitting. Now we are. Um, Cake sitting is a phenomenon that is uh, uh, on one of these social media platforms. And I, I won't say which because I don't want to encourage any of you to go and look. Well, you'll find it if you really want to know. Here's what cake sitting involves. There's a picture of a cake, a video. This is streamed and recorded, and then people view it. In some cases, it happens live. And people pay to see cake sitting. And a person, usually a woman, or what appears to be a woman, dressed because you don't see her face. All you see is her back and her posterior and her derrière. And the derrière is usually um, in something like, you know, a bikini or a thong or some sort of undergarment. And what you see is the person's back and posterior and this. Woman sits on a cake and gyrates on it. Now you're shaking your head. Yeah, yeah this is what you thought, but you didn't just. You I didn't want to say, I
4: didn't, yeah, I didn't
2: say. want to say. Yeah, you didn't want to go there. You wanted to leave me out on the limb. Well you brought it up. Um, yeah. Did bring it up. <laughs> and, and, and this, and people are paying money to see women cake sit. It is apparently one of the new fetishes that is taking over the world. And people are paying good money to see women cake it. So that's, I guess, part of our foodie story. We might as well do the rest of the foodie stories now. Let me see if I can find that story. Give me one second. Can I find the story? No, thankfully, I cannot find this this story that I was going to use just yet to talk about foodies and bacon. So we'll have to wait until the next. Ah, I did find the story. We have a story about bacon today for you foodies. We have a theme. We have a song. Don't we? Grease. I guess you need grease for the bacon. Okay. Here's the story for you foodies out there. Cannibal Mark Latunski admits this is in the New York Post today, folks. Cannibal Mark Latunsky admits to eating man named Kevin Bacon. Told you was about bacon. Now he's sinking his teeth into rotting in prison. A cannibal from Michigan pleaded guilty to eating part of a man named Kevin Bacon after meeting him on a dating app three years ago. That story was released yesterday. Kevin Bacon was a 25-year-old hairdresser, was lured into the home of Mark Latunsky in Bennington Township back in 2019. Latunsky, 53 years old, admitted to stabbing the 25-year-old hairdresser Bacon in the back. Then he selected several parts of bacon, took them to the kitchen, put them in grease, apparently, and chowed down on Mr. Bacon. Latunsky reportedly told cops that he cut off bacon's testicles and ate them. He met the 25-year-old man on... Grinder. So <clears throat> he meets the hairdresser on Grinder, lures him to his house, stabs him, cuts off his testicles, and ate them. Mr. Bacon's family grew nervous when he failed to show up for breakfast. On Christmas Eve in 2019. They later investigators found this car in a dollar general parking lot, tracked him to Latunsky's house. All is not settled yet with uh, Mr. Lutinsky, the cannibal. A court hearing on October 18th will determine whether he is convicted of first or second-degree murder or whether they'll drop it to manslaughter. I guess one thing is for sure. If they do serve him bacon in prison, it won't be the bacon of his preference. His bacon eating days might be over. Oh knows
1: politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on seventy seven those-
2: Would that be red red? So what are you saying here? It's good to have some red, red with your bacon. I didn't know. What do you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The foodies have taken over here. I'm I'm I got one or two comments about that last foodie story. Look, I deal with the news, folks. What can I tell you? All right. Now here's a story I bet most of you have not heard, right? You hear all the stuff about how Donald Trump does this. Donald Trump does that. Leticia James on the war path. That little Fanny, whatever her name, Fanny Willis down there in Georgia on both graduates of Howard University, which by the way, one day somebody's going to really do an expose on Howard. Howard used to be a premier black university. I was down in DC a few years ago and I saw some of the the housing that students in Howard were living in that own and I'm got to tell you yeah that's worth an investigation but anyway Howard so we got we get a story in the Amazon Prime Washington Post today about how you know Howard University this that the other because both of the women persecuting Donald Trump come from Howard this Leticia James this alleged, State attorney in New York. And by the way, I repeat my call, donors should be funding an investigation of everybody in Letitia James' family. Every person, everybody connected with her needs to be investigated. Twenty four seven. Find the dirt on Letitia. Find the dirt on her family members. Find the dirt on her associates. Anyone that's her friend. Anyone that knows her. and likes her, should be investigated. So you get all this Donald Trump does this, that, the other. Donald Trump this. Donald Trump inflated his wealth. Donald Trump did this. This has been a persecution from day one. She didn't even hide the fact that she hated Trump and was going after him. This has been just pure political, politically driven persecution of Donald Trump and his family. But I bet you didn't hear about this in the Los Angeles Times. Tom Girardi gave millions to Democrat politicians. Was, the Los Angeles Times wants to know, was the money stolen from clients? Those receiving funds, this is the picture. They have a picture of eight individuals right underneath that headline. Those receiving funds from Tondradi include top left top row left, Joe Biden eleven thousand two hundred dollars, Barack Obama sixty two thousand five hundred dollars, Hillary Clinton sixty thousand four hundred dollars. Governor Gasm Gavin Gasm Gavin Gasm. I like that. Gazem Newsom. I think we just stumbled on a new nickname for Gavin Gazem Governor Gazem Newsom. Yeah, Governor Gazem Newsom, sixty-six thousand nine hundred dollars. The bottom row: U.S. Senator DiFi, Diane Feinstein, eighteen thousand seven hundred dollars. Former State Insurance Commissioner Dave Jones. $37,244. L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti, 9500 And City Attorney Mike Fuhrer, $11,000. Gavin, Eric, Barack, Jerry, Diane, Hillary, Joe. When it came to Democrat politicians, Tom Girardi called them by their first names and their campaigns called him for money. The Los Angeles Times Legal legend was a major party donor for decades, a self-described limousine liberal who bragged about the influence his money bought him in the selection of judges. He poured millions into local, state, and national races, personally lined up additional donations from his wife, who starred in The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, her name is Erica. The employees of his law firm gave multitude of California trial lawyers who did business with him. They all gave millions of dollars to Democrats, and now, now, now they want to know, was the money stolen from his clients? He kept throwing splashy fundraisers, writing big checks, even as his financial situation grew dire. In the last decade... Mr. Girardi defaulted on a series of high-interest loans. He was forced to liquidate his stock portfolio, yet he and his wife still doled out more than $2 million to the National Democrat Party and individual candidates. Those receiving funds included presidential contenders Joe Biden, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Gazam Newsom, Die Five, and the others I mentioned. How how did a deeply indebted lawyer obtain money to shower on candidates and campaigns? No ready explanation has surfaced. But a Times, a LA Times review of contributions and law firm financial record raises questions about whether he used clients' funds to make the donations. In the years that he and his wife gave two million dollars to candidates, Girardi treated a bank as a bank accountant to safeguard settlement money for clients, as his personal piggy bank to support his lavish lifestyle. He stole at least $14 million in settlement mon- funds that should have gone to the clients of his firm. $14 million he stole. Right? He's given all this money to Democrats, and not one of them, You don't see any of the New York papers, you don't see any of the Washington papers asking Gavs and Newsom to give the money back to the people that were defrauded, and there were real people here, people that had been injured in car accidents. One of them, Christina Fulton, seriously injured in a car accident. This Democrat embezzled $745,000 from her settlement. Meanwhile, he's giving the money to these Democrats. It is, well, not alleged. It is suspected. Since the times could find no evidence of the campaigns that none of these campaigns have returned any of the money. This was two years ago that everything started collapsing. And Amy Klobuchar took money from him. Democrats, by the score, took money. Do you Have you heard about any of this before? Has anyone talked about this, how these Democrats got millions from this guy? And meanwhile, he's out stealing his clients and the law firm clients blind. And meanwhile, Obama, who's, he and his wife are multimillionaires. They get huge deals. Is Obama going to give any of that money back to the little people who suffered? Whose, whose, whose money was embezzled from this Democrat Party crook? Is Hillary Clinton going to give back any money? Is Gasm Newsom going to give back money? Where's Leticia James to investigate this ball? Where's old Fannie Willis sitting on her fanny while all this goes on? Do they care about the little people that the Democrats steal blind from? No. They're too busy prosecuting Trump. Where's the FBI? Where is the corrupt justice department looking into this? They won't because we have a two-tier system of justice in America. Democrats can get away with anything. Anything. There were more stories in the Daily Mail the other day, more of the Hunter Biden laptop st- stories, more pictures of him with prostitutes naked. He's naked, running around with a bunch of. Ooh, I almost call them the H word. Running around with a bunch of prostitutes, having a lavish party, drugs clearly in sight. Where's the DOJ? This guy's collected millions as a foreign agent. Where's the FBI? Where's the DOJ? No, no, no. They're too busy raiding Melania Trump's panty drawer. speaking of that president biden i i don't even know what to make of this one uh she was 12 we have a a soundbite from president biden and i you may have heard it already if you haven't, take a listen to this and the speech that he gave, I think it was last night.
5: But guess what? We got a lot to do. Gotta say hi to me.
2: We go back a long
5: way. She was twelve, I was thirty, but anyway this woman helped me get an awful lot done. Anyway.
2: Yes. You heard that. You heard what you heard. Play it again, Scott. But guess
5: what? We got a lot to do. got to say hi to me. We go back a long way. She was 12. I was 30. But anyway, this woman helped me get an awful lot done. At any rate.
2: And the
1: audience howled with laughter.
2: You're asking yourself, did you really hear that twice? In case you didn't hear it twice, in case you wonder what you heard, if you heard what you heard from the President of the United States one more time.
5: But guess what? We got a lot to do. You got to say hi to me. <laughs> we go back a long way. She was 12, I was 30. But anyway...
1: <laughs> I've done. At any rate, now here's the soul of excellence, James Golden, aka Bo Nerdly, on 77 WABC. You, know, you, you made me feel
0: so good inside. <laughs> always I always wanted a girl just like you. You're such a purity. pretty young lady. Mm.
5: But guess what? We got a lot to do. Gotta say go hi to me? <laughs> me. We go back a long way. She was 12. I was 30. But anyway, this woman helped me get an awful lot done. Anyway. Guess what? We got a lot to do. You gotta say hi to me. We go back a long way. She was 12. I was 30. But anyway, this woman helped me get an awful lot done. Anyway. rate.
2: You know the song. P-Y-T.
5: But guess what? We got a lot to do. Gotta say hi to me. We go back a long way. She was 12, I was 30. But anyway...
2: This woman helped me get an awful lot done. At any rate. Yeah. And your president, Joe Biden and Michael Jackson, bring us back. PYT. What? Well, what do you mean? No, I'm not being mean. Look, if any of. Look.
5: But guess what? We got a lot to do. Got to say hi to me. We go back a long way. She was 12. I was 30. But anyway,
2: this woman helped me get an awful lot done. Anyway, any rate. Look, if any other American president in our history had a daughter who claimed in her diary... That her dad had done inappropriate things with her in the shower. The press would be talking about it. But not Joe Biden. Remember Joe Biden, that picture of him with his arms on, his his hands on the shoulders of that young girl, the young child as he's sniffing her neck? Oh, you didn't see that. Oh, yeah, you saw that. So, no, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just pointing things out that normally the press corps in the United States would be asking questions about. Now, this person, Girardi, I mentioned names, but there are a host of Democrats that got checks from this guy and his wife. Mark Kelly, the guy running for Senate in Arizona. Edward Markey, Massachusetts. Dick Turbin. Durbin. Dick Durbin in Illinois. Tim Kaine, Virginia. Claire McCaskill. Eric Swalwell. Remember him? Fang Fang. The Chinese spy that was, he was boinking. Yes. Katie Hill, Katie Porter. This is like a Democrat piggy bank, and the money this guy embezzled from people. $14 million in clients. These people, in some cases, were robbed, and these were people that had been through some of the worst things in life. We're talking about people that had suffered all kind of horrific injuries. Real people here. And yet, Harry Reid. Harry Reid. Listen to this. On visits to Girardi at his Wilshire Boulevard office, candidates seeking money took in walls of photos of him with powerful national politicians. He called the late Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid, Nevada, a close friend, bragged about taking trips to spend time with The Clintons. Is anybody asking Clinton, where's the money? Have you given back any of the money to the people that were hurt and stolen from by this man? You took thousands of dollars. Hillary's living the large life, always pointing that crooked little finger in the air at Republicans. And here you have this Democrat Party thief who's stolen millions of dollars from people, real people. Has anyone asked his wife? The Real Housewives, how much is that franchise made? She's giving money away. Has anyone questioned these liberals about the unfairness of all this? Are there any prosecutions of anybody? No. But you have Letitia James and Fannie Willis persecuting Trump, and all they can do is point their fingers at Donald Trump. Investigate Letitia James. Now, investigate every member of her family. Investigate every friend. Investigate the people around her that give money to Democrats. Investigate Leticia James. Telephones. Let's go to Vinny in New Jersey. Welcome WABC Talk Radio 77. Bo Snurvy, Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Good morning, Bo.
6: I love you when you're on the show, man. You're on point with everything. Thank you. Um, two two points I want to make. One, that whole Joe Biden clip is nothing but stomach curdling. The more you play it, the more sick I get. If anybody else did that, there'd be investigations up, down, in every other direction. That's one point I wanted to make. But my main point, sir, is all this stuff they're doing with Trump and all this money and stuff. Now, I know they keep talking about the the BLM. Uh, the woman who bought three luxury homes, all that money is missing. But I don't see one person saying, let's investigate that, and find out where all that money is going. Give it to
2: the people who really need it. Exactly right. And some of these woke corporations that funded BLM, they need to be asked, do you want your money back? What was it? Remember all that it's time to help black people, it's time to help black people. How have black people been helped by any of this? I have friends right now that are some of the hardest working people in America. They happen to be black, some of them work harder than anyone else. They are, some of them work two jobs to the point of coming home, falling asleep in their cars at times because they work so hard. Can they get loans? Can they get bonds? No. They work hard. And And yet all this money that's supposed to be out to help black people, all of it gets wasted on politics. This is all political. Look at all this money that these Democrats have been giving to the rich, the Can we go, they go there, I'm going to go there. Let's go over this lineup of people that all this money came through from this Democrat. You know what they all have in common? They're all wealthy, they're all white, and they're all liberal. Right? So where are the investigators to find out while these white privileged Democrats, these privileged white Democrats are able to take money from a known thief who embezzled from his clients, and not one person in our woke press sees anything wrong with this. Not one person in the woke press corps asks all of these Democrats. Go down the list from Harry Reid, Dick Turbin, Amy Klobuchar, Gazim Newsom, Hillary Clinton, Keep Going, Dianne Feinstein, Eric Swalwell. This is a roster of the white privileged elite Democrats in America that these people have been giving money to. Harry Reid, his close friend, the Clintons, and not one woke journalist, says a word. Where's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and the squad demanding answers as to how this inequity exists in the Democrat Party? Where's Letitia James? Where's Fannie Willis looking at how this money is spread from the wealthy? How is it that the rich white Democrats get richer while the poor get poorer and you don't have anybody from the entire Democrat progressive establishment saying a damn thing about it, but instead they point to Donald Trump? How is that? Yeah. This is what Democrats is this is what America has become a two-tiered justice system if you're a democrat get away with it look at what Kathy Hochul just did your governress your unelected governress of New York she has a fundraiser guy gives her what 300 grand or something 600 grand He's not even from New York, from New Jersey, he and his company. They end up with a bid for COVID tests. They charge more than anybody else, and they make millions and millions and millions of dollars in in a bid. And they're overcharging, apparently, for these COVID tests. At least that's the appearance of it. And what does Kathy Hochul say? Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know about it. Nobody told me. You can't prove anything. Nobody told me you didn't see anything. You can't prove anything. And Leticia James can't investigate that? Where? Leticia James should be investigated. Every single, every single member of her family. Go back generations if you have to. Investigate every single one of them. Let's go to Bill in Westchester. How are you, Bill? Morning, Bo. I. Doing well. How was yourself? Good, thank you.
7: You know, um, I hear your show every weekend, and I see two huge problems in this country. And one of the problems is the Democrat Party. The second problem, I don't hear a lot of these uh, GOP candidates running, uh, they don't discuss the impact of illegal immigration.
4: Well, and people well, quote
7: well. numbers. Well, I just want to say something. They quote numbers of 11 or 12 million, when there's more like 50 or 60 million.
2: We don't know that. No, 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 no. No, no, no. There is no no evidence that there are 50 or 60 million. Now, what there is evidence of, my friend, is that this year we are going to have a record number in U.S. history of up to 6.4 million people here illegally. We have heard numbers of 20 million. That is the more commonly accepted number. 20 million but to be totally honest with you i'm saying no one knows that you're wrong let me just amend that i believe that you're wrong based on everything that i know but who knows because you're one thing you're right about we don't know the number the real number of illegal immigrants in the united states the number is believed to be about 20 some odd million but who knows bill maybe you're right because we don't know the number again we have a mainstream press that won't investigate things unless they can be used to target republicans our number one in the can our number two coming up princess die coming up a little bit later if you're on hold stay on hold we got some great calls i want to get to each and every one of you james golden aka snurdy coming back right after this
1: it's james golden aka bo snurdly on 77 wabc the crown jewel of american radio
2: From wabc talk radio 77 you are welcome to join us 800-848-WABC. This is the number to call, 800 848 You never know what's going to come up on this show. Already in the first hour, we've talked about bacon. we talked about cake sitting. we talked about crooked Democrats. We've talked about Donald Trump and the persecution of Donald Trump by these two Howard University alleged state attorneys. Letitia James, who should be investigated and every member of her family all of her friends, all of her associates, should be blanketly investigated. Our wealthy Republican donors should get behind a fund to investigate all of them. Every single person connected with Letitia James deserves to be investigated. Why? Because if Democrats are going to pursue this political persecution of Republicans and conservatives, it's time to, to at least find out what's in their closets. Do not let this go unanswered. Now, we we will talk about that. We will talk about the illegal immigration that's coming in. I invited anybody that lives up in Orchid Beach to give us a call, too. You know, Orchid Beach, Mayor Adams, this failing mayor, this failed mayor, this hypocrite mayor who is fighting against the good people in this city who fought covid Fire them. Get rid of them if they don't go along with his stupid mandate. There is more evidence than ever before that for some people, these vaccines have been either deadly or have compromised their health in ways that we were told were not risk factors. And yet, this man continues with this nonsense. The city does too. A Manhattan judge yesterday barred enforcement of New York City's COVID-19 vaccine mandate against members of the city's largest police union. The city, what did they do? They have vowed immediately to appeal the ruling. This ruling came from Supreme Court Judge Lyle E. Frank. Congratulations, Mr. Frank. Honoring the Constitution. Said the Department of Health. Mental hygiene mandate could not be used to fire or put on leave members of the Police Benevolent Association. In his ruling, Frank wrote, the city's vaccine mandate is invalid to the extent that it has been used to impose a new condition of employment to current PBA members. He ordered the reinstatement of the New York Police Department of any PBA member who was wrongfully terminated or put on unpaid leave for refusing to get vaccinated. This decision... From the start, the vaccine mandate was an improper infringement on our members' right to make personal medical decisions in consultation with their own health care professionals. That is what the PBA President Patrick Lynch said. The union said the, D- the Department of Mental Health and Hygiene exceeded its legal authority when ordering the mandate. It lacked a rational basis to do so. In a joint statement yesterday, Uniformed Firefighters Association, which represents rank-and-file firefighters, said the Uniformed Fire Officers Association praised the decision, and the judge is a common-sense judge. They said they would ask the department to reinstate their members fired or suspended because they, too, had refused covid 19 vaccinations. This is the biggest scandal this entire pandemic in American history. Right now, among young healthy people, there is a rising death toll from, we don't know. They just suddenly died. And the common threat in many of them seems to be that they were vaxxed. I am not saying causation. I am not a scientist. I am not a doctor. I don't know. I'm not going to go on that limb, but it needs to be thoroughly investigated without the lies, without the lies that we have gotten from this mainstream press who have lied every step of the way about COVID. They lied about the origin. We still don't know that. But they dismissed any idea that it could have been manufactured in that lab in Wuhan, and now we know that's not true. They lied about treatments. They lied and said hydroxychloroquine was not affected. They lied and made fun of people who use ivermectin when, in fact, there is case evidence and personal testimony from people like me who were saved by hydroxychloroquine. They lied. Hydroxychloroquine was pennies on the dollar. That's what it costs. It was a drug based on Quinine, something that's been around for over a century. It would not have required millions and millions and millions of dollars being spent by you to prop up pharmaceutical companies like Moderna and Pfizer. I don't have anything against Moderna. I don't have anything against Pfizer. I don't have anything against Johnson & Johnson. I don't have anything against Big Pharma. But I have, against, I have this against people who lie. You're liars. You're liars and the mainstream press in this country and the social media companies that censored people who had their own stories and their own information are liars. They lie to the American people. They lie. And they lie to the American people with impunity. Mark Zuckerberg's company are a bunch of liars. They kick people off for stating their own stories. Twitter lied. They got people off including qualified doctors who have their un- own stories and yet they had hide behind government government protections they're not acting as independent operators they're acting like publishers here and so they don't deserve monopoly protections if that's the case they kicked off people that they said were spreading information like some little 20 something year old in his underwear working from home creating algorithms knows better than medical professionals who spend their lives dealing with it. And then you have these cowardly frauds like Mayor Adams. Who, the people in New York, healthcare workers who were praised as heroes and God bless all of you healthcare workers in New York. When everybody was scared, when everybody was frightened to death, you went to work. You worked with COVID people. You put your own lives at risk, not knowing whether you were going to contract a disease that would kill you and take you away from your life, your family. And what did this, this, this dastardly mayor do? As soon as he gets the opportunity, this coward, this political coward and hypocrite de Blasio and Adams, they fire you because you won't do what they said. Mayor Adams, you don't have a damn doctorate degree in medicine. You're not a doctor. You're just another vile politician. You have no right to tell people that they have to take a vaccine and you don't know what the cause will be in their lives. All we can see about you is you're a bar-hopping, party-hopping, hypocritical politician. More concerned about glitter, more concerned about how you look and what you wear than what goes on in this city. You let criminals out to prey on innocent people, you and your damn Democrats who think you are God's gift to creation. You people are vile. You don't care about these people that risk their lives to keep this city going and to save this city while you and your cowardly politicians are out doing everything you can to take money from the rich donors in this city so that you can give them what they want. That's how come we get Mayor Adams hanging out with these sports characters. Oh, yeah, he'll give them an exemption. They donate to his campaign. But those of you, you people that work who are trying to raise your families with less and less money to spend because these Democrats have ruined the economy. He doesn't care whether he throws you out of work. All he can do is march around like a peacock, so proud of whatever these outfits are that he's wearing and proud that he's out here at the top toasting the town like he's some kind of celebrity instead of actually governing. We have people that can't afford to get on limousines, to use their limousines, so they have to ride the subway in fear that they're going to be killed because he can't get a handle on crime. And yet he walks around telling people it's okay to fire city workers. Our city workforce right now is 8% vacant. We can't find enough People to do the so called jobs that these liberals tell us needs to be done in this bloated city anyway. This bloated bureaucracy. But what does he do? He fires the healthcare workers because they know better. They spend their lives in this. And for some of these people to say, no, I don't want that vaccine. They know better than he does. What kind of medical background does he have? He's nothing but a simple, vile politician. When it comes to medicine, I'm not saying he's a vile human being. I don't know Mayor Adams. He seems like a nice guy. I'm not trying to make this personal. This is about policy. But he parades around and struts around this city like he's some kind of peacock. Making sure he's seen in all the right places with all the right faces. Meanwhile, the people that are working To keep this city going, he doesn't care about them. He'll fire them no matter what they gave, no matter what risk they took. He fires them and doesn't even pay them unemployment. It's immoral what he did to the people in this city. And now you have a judge that finally recognizes freedom, finally recognizes that people have the right to decide from themselves what kind of medical care they want. And what does the city do under Eric Adams? Oh, we're going to appeal that. We're going to appeal that. Mayor Adams doesn't deserve the office he has been elected to. He is not a statesman. He does not have the best interest of the people of this city at heart. He does not care about liberty, about freedom. He's vain, conceited, egotistical. At least that's what it appears from the way that he governs this city. He's worse than de Blasio. De Blasio, we knew what he was. This one, this Adams, says he's something else, but he's not. He's just another one of them. They live high on the hog, and you... The people that make this city work, you get the crumbs. You don't even get let them eat cake or let them sit on cake. You get none of that. Sorry. I get worked up. I'll be right back.
1: Entertaining and informative. James Golden, aka Bo Snurgly, is on the air, 77 WABC.
0: But
5: guess what? We got a lot to do. All the charm. Gotta say hi to me. We go back a long way. She was 12, I was 30. But anyway, this woman helped me get an awful lot done. At any rate. But guess what? We got a lot to do. You gotta say hi to me. We go back a long way. She was 12, I was 30, but anyway. This woman helped me get an awful lot done. Anyway. But guess what? We got a lot to do. Gotta say hi to me. We go back a long way. She was twelve, I was thirty. But anyway, this woman helped me get an awful lot done. Anyway, my daddy did inappropriate
2: things with me in the shower. No, it was in the shower. I was taking showers with him. When I was, you know, it felt dirty. It felt inappropriate. My daddy was in the shower with me. I was naked in the shower with my daddy at an inappropriate age. Uh, James Golden here, a.k.a. Snirly, with you. On WABC, Stacey Abrams. Let us talk for a moment about. Well, let us start with with Gazm Newsom. As Californians struggle with soaring inflation, crippling doubt, drought, an affordable housing crisis, rampant drug addiction, homelessness, the highest gas prices in the nation, and I will insert and also in a state overrun with illegal immigration, Governor Gassel Newsom is busy in other states blaspheming against the words of Jesus Christ in a pro-abortion billboard. These billboards have Christians from coast to coast beside themselves. In a publicity stunt for the nearly recalled governor's passive a best aggressive bid for the White House, Newsom took to Twitter to announce a series of billboard paid for by Newsom for California Governor 2022. He's brought in seven anti-freedom straight states. And what he's saying to these people in these seven states is that they should come to California, to the Golden State, to end their pregnancies at the bottom of some of these billboards Mark 12:31 is quoted love your neighbor as yourself love your neighbor as yourself come here and get your abortion is the message that he's intending to promote with this love your neighbor as yourself some christians many believe that using the golden rule to promote Killing babies is satanic. He's proudly saying that any woman seeking an abortion in these anti-freedom states, as he calls them, come to California. California will defend your right to make a decision about your own health. It is not their own health. It is about the health of another person, the life of another person. And I don't care how many times they say it, it is wrong. They're not honest, and they cannot be intellectually honest about the true nature of this debate. Let us listen to the words of Stacey Abrams, who is running for governor in Georgia. Three weeks ago, three weeks ago, Stacey Abrams had this to say.
3: We live in a state that right now has decided to take cruelty to a new level. I am the daughter of two pastors. I have a strong moral core. I was trained to read and understand the Bible, and I will tell you this. There is nothing about the decision to eliminate access to abortion care that is grounded in anything other than cruelty and meanness and danger in the state of Georgia. (laughs) Nothing. Abortion care is a medical issue it is a medical decision and in the state of georgia it is a dangerous one brian kemp and yes i'm going to call his name is a hard right religious extremist who has decided that he knows better than any woman about her body and has decided to make women second-class citizens in the state of georgia in the year of our lord 2022
2: now if you listen to that quote, those quotes from Stacey Abrams, you would believe that she grew up trained to believe that there's no, that this is all fine. This is all consistent with Christian teachings. It came as a surprise to me when I read an article with this headline, Stacey Abrams says her faith in God guides her abortion rights stance. Abrams, the daughter of two retired United Methodist pastors, I grew up in the United Methodist Church. The daughter of two retired United Methodist pastors also said her religious views are not incompatible with her belief that abortion should remain legal. While your faith tradition may tell you, personally, do not make that choice, it is not my right as a Christian to impose that value system on someone else, she says. Because the value that should overhang everything is to make, let me do this again, because the value that should overhang everything, she says, is the right to make our own decisions, the free will that the God I believe in gave us. Now, let us extrapolate those words. Okay? let's take her at her word that this is what she believes i'm going to put a few scenarios in here to illustrate this comment stacy adams says while your faith tradition may tell you that you personally do not make want to make the choice to murder your wife it's not my right as a Christian to impose that value system on someone else. Because the value that should overhang everything is the right to make your own decision. You want to murder your wife? Go ahead. It's free will. God gave us the right to free will. Okay, that's extreme, you say. Let's dial it back. Just a little bit. While your faith tradition may tell you, personally, that you don't want to make the choice to rape that woman. It's not my right as a Christian to impose that value system on somebody else. Because the value that should overhang everything is the right to make your own decision as to whether you should rape somebody or not. The free will that God, I believe, gave all of us. (gasps) That's still not, oh, okay. Let's try it another way. While your faith tradition may tell you personally that you don't want to make the choice to have adultery, it's not my right as a Christian to impose that value system on somebody else. Because the value that should overhang everything is the right to make your own decision. You want to have adultery? What the hell? Go ahead. Do it. That's the free will that God, I believe, gave us. Well, a little too harsh. Okay, let's let's pull it down to another range. While your faith tradition may tell you that you personally do not want to make that choice—the choice to rob somebody and steal from them—it's not my right as a Christian to impose that value system on somebody else. The value that should overhang everything, everything you do, the value that you should be most concerned about is to make your own decision as to who to rob and not to rob. I mean, after all, it's only stealing. So according to Stacey Adams... These mandates, these religious mandates that come out of Christianity, they're not important. The only thing that you should be concerned about is the right to free will. Do what you want to do. It's all relative, you see. It's all moral relativism. You want to kill your baby? Go ahead. Because it's your right to free will that is more important than any of these other things, these so-called commandments. And then there's this. Now you heard, play play, play, Stacey Adams one more time. Play that clip, please.
3: We live in a state that right now has decided to take cruelty to a new level. I am the daughter of two pastors. I have a strong moral core. I was trained to read and understand the Bible, and I will tell you this. There is nothing about the decision to eliminate access to abortion care that is grounded in anything other than cruelty and meanness and danger in the state of Georgia. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Abortion care is a medical issue. It is a medical decision, and in the state of Georgia, it is a dangerous one. Brian Kemp, and yes, I'm going to call his name, is a hard-right religious extremist who has decided that he knows better than any woman about her body and has decided to make women second-class citizens in the state of Georgia in the year of our Lord, 2022.
2: Stacey Abrams told CNN's Dana Bash on State of the Union when asked about her Christian faith and how that factors into her thinking on the abortion issue, I thought about my faith a great deal. In fact, I was anti-abortion until I went to college. Well, wait a minute. She just got through saying how she was trained by two pastors. That must have been while she was a little girl. So what did they train her? What did she believe before she went to college? She believed that abortion was wrong. As she was being trained by the two pastors, her parents. But in college, she says, there I met a friend who has shared my who has shared faith values, but we started having conversations about what reproductive care and abortion care really is and when I talk about that, it was an experience that I had because she was able to give me a different perspective and over the next few years the course of the next few years, I really started thinking about What role should the legislature play? What role should government play? This is health care. This is about a woman's right to control her body. So in other words, Stacey Adams now turns to what role should the government? We put the government before our religion. What role should health care? This is all political ideology that has taken over. This is not religious teaching. This is about a woman's right to control her body and that for me is a matter of faith means i don't impose those value systems on other well then don't in, don't impose anything else don't impose any of those values now look she's free to think spiritually what she wants and i am not i want to make this clear if this is what she believes is a matter of faith i am not questioning stacy adams faith this is that's a personal thing she that's her i am questioning her statements about what she says, because what she says has consequences. If you're telling me and you're telling us that you don't have the right to impose values, that's all the law does. It imposes values like don't murder, don't steal, don't do this. Those are values. So that's what I'm questioning with Stacey Adams. She went to college and a friend talked her into being liberal. Yeah, says a lot.
1: Oh, no, politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 W.A.B.C.
2: Diana Ross and the Supremes bring us back on WABC. been good to you.
0: Haven't I been sweet,
2: sweet to you? Be Holland goes, you're in Holland. My the songwriters. The the grave, my heart. Take
0: it home,
2: oh, you know, Stacy Adams, to me, Let me just, uh, you know, I've debated in my own mind whether I should say this, and I I don't think there's any nice way to say this. And so if this is offensive to some of you, I'm just going to beg forgiveness. I grew up in a time where um, the first time I dated someone that was not black, my mom had a cow, and I didn't understand it because my mom had taught me <clears throat> my mom had oh, and my dad had always taught me to not be prejudiced not to be biased discrimination she had a quiet cow i mean she wasn't like raging but i could tell that it 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 bothered her and i asked her why and she told me because it and and when she told me i i understood it i understood where she was coming from she said look I, you you didn't grow up in the time that I grew up in. My mother grew up in Alabama. And she said that some of our relatives had been the victims of violence and other things because, you know, one of them had dated a white woman. And so it wasn't that she was prejudiced. She was worried and scared for me that somebody would, you know, would, do harm to me because of it. And I'm like, oh, that had never even occurred to me. And then she was able to catch her own thinking and re- and realize, you know, maybe she had better let go of that fear. It wasn't because she was prejudiced. It wasn't because she she was worried because she grew up in an age where that could get you killed. She grew up in a place where that could get you killed. And if you think that that's an overstatement, then you should open up your history book and go to the name Emmett Till and look at what they did to this little black teenager because somebody said that he looked at a white girl. They killed him and this, this mob of angry racists and disfigured him so bad that he was almost unrecognizable, this teenage black boy. And it turned out to be a lie. He had never even looked at this white woman, the whatever, that had said this about him. Now, we live in a different age, thank God. I see so many multiracial couples, and I grew up thinking you date who you want to date. You fall in love with who you want to fall in love with. I don't care about the skin color. But I say all that to say this. <clears throat> Everybody talks about Black Lives Matters. And we see if they don't, if you look at any black neighborhood in America, go to Chicago, New York, Detroit, Atlanta, go around any weekend, Philadelphia, you'll see that the number of black people killed and most of these killings, the overwhelming number of them are by other black people on any weekend. It's, 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 Tragic, pathetically tragic. One of the most evil, and I mean evil in, in 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 a religious sense. I mean evil in a spiritual sense. I mean evil in a in the sense of humanity. One of the most evil movements to afflict mankind was that of the Nazis. That's why we still look at them all these years later after the Holocaust and say these people were particularly evil among God's creatures. The things that they did to people because they were Jewish, because they were gypsies, because they were different. The atrocities, putting people in gas chambers, men, women, children, and just killing. That evil also... does not take into account the other evils that we got from the communist Mao Zedong, Joseph Stalin. Do you know, here we are almost 80 years past World War II, and we still don't know the full number of dead in World War II? We don't. This was a war that ended up being fought in 70, over 70 different theaters on the face of the earth. And then after that, you have the communists that came in. We don't know how many people Stalin really killed. It is well believed that it's over 20 million, including the starvation of the Ukrainians. You look at Mao and what the communist Chinese did trying to cleanse China. Again, we think that it's over 20 million people, Chinese people that were killed. But where did a lot of this, at least with the Nazis, stem from? It stemmed from something called eugenics. The idea that one race was superior to others and it was okay to get rid of the inferior people. This idea, of course, stems from, when you look at the racial eugenics, stems from this idea that there are superior people. It's what allowed people for for generations, for centuries, to think that it was okay to enslave other human beings. These people, some of them call themselves Christians, some of them call themselves Jews, some of them call themselves devoted Muslims, whatever, and yet, with all the knowledge that we have about what God commands from human beings, these people thought it was okay and they made justifications to do evil. They justified, some of them. Now, the communists decided, let's get God out of this altogether. We don't like the idea of God. People shouldn't even be worshiping God. But many people that have advocated evil do so around a spiritual banner, or religious banner. And it it, it has never failed to amaze me that people can look at whatever the figures are in the world, whether it be Christ, whether it be the ten Sikh gurus, whether it be Tao or Confucius, or whether it be whoever it is, whether it's Buddha. It has always amazed me that people can look at people who come here with a spiritual message and somehow or another distort and twist those messages to justify evil. Stacey Abrams, and there are others in the Democrat Party, black women who loudly go around and shout about their right to kill babies their right to kill their own offspring. We live in a world where killing black people is still cool among people. It's okay. I mean, you, you go to every city in the world that black people live in, not in the world, in the United States of America, and every weekend, it's okay. 60, 70, 80 people shot among them kids every week. And you just roll into the next week, roll into the next week. No one ever knows their names. Nobody ever hears the stories because they're just numbers. It's just, eh, 50 more people, 60 people. You add it all up, and what you see is that there is a shrug your shoulders. They're just black kids. They're just black people. Or they're just Hispanic people. Every week in America. There are young Hispanics, children that are drowning, are drowning in the rivers trying to cross United States borders. They don't even get funerals. Nobody cares what happens to those poor bodies. No one cares. The horror of what's happening to these children every single week no one cares. So when I hear Stacey Adams and I hear everyone else say that, try to wrap this idea that it's okay to kill your own children, I wonder how these people look at history. Do they not understand that they are doing the work of the eugenicist who wanted to get rid of black people. Margaret Sanger expressly said she wanted to get rid of black people because she thought that they were inferior. That is why Planned Parenthood came to exi- into existence. It is an abortion mill that sits in the middle of almost every black and Hispanic neighborhood across America. They're Hispanic kids. They're black kids. Who cares if we kill them? And I'm telling you something, it is evil. It is evil to kill any, look, I just don't want to make this about black and Hispanic kids because the white kids, the children, they are children. They are children. And it shouldn't matter their color. They deserve to live. And when I hear these people, these Stacey Adams and all these others, wrap this up, Gavin Newsom, and try to wrap it up in the flag of Jesus and try to wrap it up in the flag of the Bible, I think that there is something particularly evil about that. And this goes beyond my understanding. It is something that they will have to take up with God not with me.
1: Welcome to the golden age of radio. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo's Nerdly, is on 77 WABC.
2: WABC. Dark Radio 77. The crew's in the house. It's our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Music radio tonight, Cousin Brucey. over the weekend, Piscopo is on the air, Sinatra, Dina Martin is on the air, and remember, Larry Kudlow, economic genius in the house right after this show today, and we're here every week a day with Bo Snirly's Rush Hour at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Let us head back to the telephones. Bill in Huntington, Long Island. How are you, Bill? Welcome.
6: Hello. Okay. I was thinking this week about the Mar-a-Lago raid. What yeah. the FBI would want in Baron Trump's bedroom. Okay. Way I figure it is they want beer, reefer's, uh, pirate Harry Potter DVDs, and they wanted to leak it to the Washington Post
2: interesting what did they want in melania's room why were they trying to walk around sniffing through her underwear
4: well i don't know pictures right
2: i don't know i mean your thought is uh, this is one of the things that needs to be uh, asked why are why is the fbi going through the personal belongings of baron trump melania trump why the raid in the first place really why is the FBI why is the FBI so intent on trying to get rid of Donald Trump and the Department of Justice along with these two phony Attorney Generals, this Letitia James and Fanny Miss Fanny down in Georgia. Bill, you raise an interesting point. We do not have the answers to those questions and I doubt whether we will ever get them, but I think your theory is just about as good as any I've heard. Thank you for the call. Ralph in new jersey how are you ralph
7: yeah address by joseph biden before the u.n it doesn't give me uh, you know uh, a level of confidence uh that we are secure and safe as far as his foreign policy goes because he is pretending he's blustering. He is swaggering to be tough
8: with Putin, but in reality, the man is standing down for goodness sake and for heaven's sake with regard to the situation going on in Ukraine. Uh, the question that is foremost in everyone's mind is this, okay? When is he going to show up in Ukraine? Because that is not only a, a
7: showing support, but showing, you know, uh, a level of,
8: uh, of, of firmness and level of of, uh, of strength, which, you know, that's why he well, has Well, here's what Ukraine
2: – look, look, let us be really frank about something. As much as I support Ukrainians maintaining their sovereignty and holding on to it, let's also remember something. Joe Biden and his son have dealings with Ukraine that precede his administration, and perhaps, perhaps that is playing into this equation as well. I mean, if Russia takes total control of Ukraine back, the Russians will be able to uncover what the Washington Post, the New York Times, CBS, NBC, ABC have been unable to, and that is what are the real dealings between Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and the Ukraine. If they get a hold of the Ukraine government, the Russians will know what our mainstream media can't seem to find out and tell us. How deep does this go? So there could be all kind of reasons for Joe Biden's support of Ukraine that go beyond what many of us want, which is we don't want to see the Russians regain control of Ukraine. Interesting point you raised, my friend. Thank you. Mark, Long Island, New York. How are you, Mark?
9: Good morning, Bo. Love the show this morning. Um, I got somebody points to hit on. I'll try and be brief. Your speech, your tirade that you had earlier, should be dictated on paper and sent out as an ad for all the people running on a Republican ticket, this thing, because you absolutely buried Hochul, Letitia James. Eric Adams, I've called you before. I have three kids on a job, NYPD. So far, one has lost his job. Another one is pending. And it's an uh, it's an utter joke. Letitia James should focus on other things than Donald Trump. Why don't she focus on Cuomo? That is not in office anymore. Well, that's he caused. And your show is one of the few that actually says it all and is not afraid of repercussions. And I'll go back to this Hochul ad I saw on TV yesterday. They ran an ad with no fact checkers. You know how if you put out misinformation, they cancel mm-hmm, you,
0: mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. in the
9: January 6th things, five police officers were dead. It's funny. It's if my investigations, I thought only Ashley Babbitt was the only one who was killed. And that ad I've seen on several off stations, like USA, ION, like I haven't seen it on the major networks, but it's coming. And why isn't anybody taking her to task with that? Why is that allowed to be put out there? But if you were to say something like that, bro, all the, all, all the tied people and all the other ad people be pulling their ads from Mr. Casamantini's network and you. Am I wrong?
2: You're not wrong about that. Look, this isn't, uh, what happened January 6th, the way that these Democrats are lying about it, is in this case criminal because that is misinformation. And the facts are easily available. But this is part of the campaign that the Democrats are running to try to make Republicans, as Joe Biden calls them, the, uh, the ultra magas, to instill fear in the hearts of every American about them, that somehow they wanted to overthrow the government. Look, the real people that tried to overthrow the government are in the Department of Justice and the FBI. They tried to overthrow Donald Trump, and they tried to overthrow him congressionally with two impeachment hearings with the support of rhinos like Liz Cheney, and Adam Kinziger and others. And this Larry Hogan that runs around trying to pretend that he should be president down from Maryland, these rhinos, these sickening people. Anyway, look, you're absolutely right. And I do appreciate the call. And thank you for your very kind words. Appreciate those. Robert in New Jersey. You're up next.
7: Hi, Bo. I just want to talk about, uh, oh, Trent, thank you for uh, your continued talk about the COVID test uh, scandal because I'm involved with a company that for 10 years has struggled. We finally were doing some tests. Uh, our product was $4.80. So for a $300,000 donation, she wasted $300 million of, of uh, New York sta- taxpayer money. So I, I'm, I appreciate that you're still talking about it.
2: Thank you. Now, look, this is what what, what Hoko did should be investigated. This is This is classic pay-for-play. Her campaign takes in, her camp takes in $300,000 in donations. This company that ends up, her donor ends up with the contract and he charges twice as much as any other company. And by the way, there should be an investigation into this company for fraud. Why does your test cost twice as much as anyone else's? Why do you get to, you know, they have names for this. Remember how the Democrats used to go off on people, the evil oil companies, and they used to claim that there was gouging, price gouging? That's the term that these liberals, why isn't anyone using those two words? With HOCO? how come your donors can price gouge on COVID and get away with it? Our number duo, canned. If you're on hold, stay on hold. We're going to take more calls. We also have Princess Di coming up. We've got a lot to do this hour. There's some news stories I have to get to. I promised two of them. Ask Damon, should I get my anti-vax friend's baby vaccinated without telling them? Uh, and also marital hatred, which I didn't know existed. Well, normal marital hatred is real. Here's what to do about it. Really? James Golden, a.k.a. Snurly coming back. Our number trio coming up. Don't go away.
1: It's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio.
2: Our number trio underway. It is our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. If you'd like to be part of the program... 800-848-WABC, 800-848-922. All right, let's get to some of the things promised. We have Princess Di coming up. I cannot wait. Normal marital hatred is real. Here's what to do about it. No relationship is perfect. Try to start thinking of yours as an ecosystem. (coughs) This is in the Amazon Prime Washington Post, so. All right, so you you should start thinking if your marriage is an ecosystem that you have to share with someone else. Do you know what normal marital hatred is? Normal, normal hatred. Do you know (laughs) if you've been married or in a long-term relationship, then you probably do. Terrence Real, best-selling author, family therapist, offers cult couples workshop. No person has ever come backstage and says, what do you mean by that? Everybody knows what it is. I don't know what it is. He says he's been talking this about, about this around the country. The idea that hating your romantic partner is normal may come as a bit of a shock to those of you who have idealized romantic relationships or conversations with real. And you'll be cured of any notion that real life looks like Roomcon. I don't know what that means, and I'm not going to get into it. No one says real. Oh, Terence, real, the, the the best-selling author. No one acknowledges the underbelly of relationships. Relationship experts for years have tried to unlock the mystery of how couples resolve conflict and learn to stay together says John Gottman, University of Washington marriage researcher. He calculates that strong relationships have a five-to-one ratio positive to negative interactions. So for every time, I guess, that you have five good positive interactions, you have one where you hate your mate. Many couples turn conflict into a power struggle. Nobody wins. Wah, 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 wah. Here's what to you know about normal hatred, marital hatred. It's okay to hate your partner. That's the first thing. So if you hate your your mate, your 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 married, your spouse, if you hate them, then it's okay. Boy, I know some people uh mm <clears throat> There are going to be moments when you look at your partner, and at that moment, there's a part of you that just hates their guts. You're trapped with this horrible human being. How did you wind up here? And Mr. Real says what he wants to say is, well, welcome to marriage. Welcome to long-term relationships. Don't despair. The question is now what? How do I deal with it? First thing you do is stop idealizing relationships. We wrongly celebrate idealized versions of commitment, like that cute couple we see at the party who seem to have a perfect relationship. Just once at a cocktail party, I wish someone would say, there's Harry and Shirley. For the first 20 years, they fought like cats and dogs. He actually left her for a year, took up with another woman. Then they managed to work it out. They settled down. Now they're pretty okay. Aren't they adorable? (laughs) This is in the Amazon Prime, Washington Post today. Normal marriages or long-term partnerships are not happy all the time. No kidding. Let's skip over that. Your relationship is an ecosystem. It's healthier to start thinking of your relationship as an ecosystem where any disruption hurts you just as much or worse than it affects your partner. Stop thinking like two individuals and start thinking ecologically. Your relationship is your biosphere. You're not above it. You're in it. You breathe it. Once you realize it's in your self-interest to help your partner feel better, it's easier to to de-escalate conflict. And you need to learn how to repair. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And you need to discover real intimacy. That happens when we learn to accept the imperfections of our partners, the character of the couplehood. You're clear about your partner's imperfections. You feel pain and frustration of it all, but you choose to love them anyway. That is mature love. Remember, it's okay to hate your partner. That's comforting, isn't it? Okay, we got to that. Let's get to this. If you'd like to comment on hating your partner, feel free. I'm here to listen. I care. Now we should ask Damon. This is also in the Washington Post today, the Amazon Prime Washington Post. Here is the column. It's an advice column. Ask Damon. Hey, Damon, should I get my anti-vax friend's baby vaccinated without telling them? (gasps) Hi, Damon. My best friend is an anti-vaxxer, not only covid all the vaccines. His wife is, too. They have a nine-month-old baby, and they haven't vaccinated him. I babysit for them every other weekend. Should I take the baby and get his shots without telling them? Somebody actually had the audacity to write that in question. And, of course, this person is anonymous. Dear Anonymous... My feelings on vaccinations are well documented, but just in case you're unfamiliar, here's a quick refresh. I reached a threshold of intellect where blah 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 blah. I trust the PhDs and MDs who spent thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars to learn about this, whose livelihoods are predicated on the retention and application of that knowledge about more and look, I there are other PhDs who say that this vaccination for COVID is dangerous. Okay, but he, this person doesn't put that in there. And Damon apparently says, and look, I'm black American. My skepticism about our healthcare system, based on my awareness of the profound racial disparities existing within it historically and presently, is justified. <sighs> I'm also the parent of two small children, and if someone took them against my will to get vaccinated, let's just say that if I was advised by my editors for legalist reasons not to say what I'd do to that person. What you are suggesting is reckless, egregious, and possibly even criminal. Forty-three states require a parent's permission to vaccinate a child. The age where parental consent is no longer necessary depends on the state. And ranges between fifteen and eighteen. But those laws are for teenagers who wish to get vaccinated, not adults who want to sneak their friends' babies to the clinic. Of course, if you believe your friends are abusing their children, you have a responsibility to report them. But despite the fact that I do agree with you the necessary the necessity of vaccination, that your friends are acting, it is you burrow so deeply in the rabbit hole of self. Righteousness that you've come up on the wrong side. Well, at least Damon gives good advice to a question that should have never been asked in the first place. Should I take my my friends' children that I babysit and take those children and get them vaccinated and not tell their parents? Boy, I tell you, there's some doozies out here. Here's what we're going to do, folks. We're going to take a break because I want to get to Princess Di. We'll take a break. We'll come back. When we come back, Her Highness, the one and only Princess Di joins us. And we're going to do something special with Princess Di. There's a question that came into the show. Princess Di, prepare yourself. You're going to take a call today. All that and more on our Saturday morning radio extravaganza coming back right after this.
1: Cats at night, celebrating truth, justice, and the American way.
2: They're a bunch of cowards. we got to be tougher. That's the way the American people are. We were always tougher. We wouldn't have won World War II without the American people. We wouldn't have won World War One without the American people. We're a tough breed.
1: Cats at night, weeknights at 5. Truth, truth justice, and the American, American way. way. On 77 WABC.
0: You know, you, you made me feel so good inside. Oh, one of the girls. I always wanted a girl just like you. You're such a cute, pretty young lady.
5: But guess what? We got a lot to do. You gotta say, hi to me. We go back a long way. She was twelve, I was thirty, but anyway. This woman helped me get an awful lot done. Anyway. But guess what? We got a lot to do. Gotta say hi to me. We go back a long way. She was 12, I was 30, but anyway. This woman helped me get an awful lot done. Anyway. Guess what? We got a lot to do. Gotta say hi to me. We go back a long way. She was twelve, I was thirty. But anyway, this woman helped me get an awful lot done. Anyway,
1: it's time for a radio royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di.
2: How old were you when I met you, Diana? Were you 12? Uh, was I 30? Uh, <laughs> we'll say
0: that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> how are they going to spin this, Diana? How, how, how do they spin this?
0: Someone's
2: going to ask. Somebody's going to ask Jean-Pierre. <laughs> going to ask Karine Jean-Pierre about this and she's going to say so. So, that's not the way things work around here. So, let me tell you, that's not the way things work. Of course, 12-year-olds, of course, she was 12 and he was 30, but that's just the way that things work around here, then. Mm-hmm.
8: Yes, they'll say, "Well, as the president has said, and as I told you," and then they'll recite <laughs> re- all these non-related comments from the past, and then say, "We have no further comment."
2: First, I—I want to, before we get to what you want to talk about, which I want to learn. We have a call for you. Well, the call was uh-huh. for me, but I saw the call and I said, "No, we're both going to take this call together because this is a question." Uh, that maybe you have an answer to that would be different than mine. I want people to hear what that answer would be. Uh, so, Tony, from Daytona Beach, Florida, welcome. You're on with Princess Di, and you're on with Snurley. What's up, Tony? Well,
6: my question is, and I'll hang up after and listen for an answer. Um, with the passing of Rush, do you think that the Democrats have gone all out on craziness because there is no one to regulate them on the airwaves. And the reason why I say this is because it seems to me, looking from the outer shell in, that we are experiencing all-out craziness. And I really believe it's because Rush used to contain them. He used to tell them or tell us think about things don't feel about things and so therefore i think that we are experiencing an all-out craziness in our government and i'm going to close with that and allow you to
2: answer please thank you for your call tony appreciate that diana
8: i totally agree with that i think that You know, the national presence of Rush Limbaugh reacting in real time to every single thing that the Democrats were doing, the left was doing as far as their strategies, what their statements were, what they really meant. He was able to put it all into context. And to make you understand what the real motives were, what the real mission was from the left, and also how to counter it rhetorically. And so, yes, with that wonderful voice now missing, it is very, very easy for the left to throw out a lot of fog and throw out a lot of confusion. And there's no Single voice in response. There's no Republican Party voice. I mean, that has been the case for a long time. But there's no real leader. I mean, there's Trump, but he's been effectively shut out of the social media world. So I think that your caller is absolutely correct. I think that that has allowed the proliferation of nonsense and craziness that has, you know, unfortunately hurt America, but it's also hurting the left. So ultimately, as Russia always told, ended on being optimistic that the American people would do the right thing and contain evil.
2: There's nothing I can add to that, Tony. There's your answer. Thank you. Now, Princess Di, I sent you a story that I talked about this morning, and we want to hear what you want to talk about. I'm just, um, from, uh, from Gasm Newsom. <laughs> Gazim is now putting the pro abortion stance, wrapping it up into the Christian flag of the Golden Rule. And uh, this is the, Stacey Abrams is out saying that this is a biblical mandate. Abortion is, and and in fact, it's evil to actually oppose it. And again, she's citing Christianity. So now we're seeing a new Christianity from the Democrats that says abortion is what Jesus Christ was all about, and and, 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 and God and the Bible. Your thoughts on that, please?
8: Well, it is, as the story you sent me, I think the correct word is satanic, because as critics have said, you know, Satan in the New Testament actually did quote the Bible and distorted it. And so this is a tactic that the left has used. They are trying to shut up believers from using Scripture in the public square, But they now apparently have opened the door. So if they're going to use scripture, I think that we should absolutely pile on with as much scripture as possible. (laughs) And the interesting thing is he, in this disgusting ad, basically justifying abortion, he wanted people who were looking for an abortion to come to California from other states. And he has this billboard that says California is ready to help, need an abortion. learn more at and then he has a website and then the verse, "Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater commandment than these mark twelve thirty one and so I say, well, let's look at what does he mean by these? There's obviously more than one commandment in that passage, so the verse before it is. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. That is the words of Christ before the second verse, love your neighbor as yourself. And those two verses encapsulate human behavior. First, you dedicate your focus, your life, your love to the Almighty, and the second is your fellow man, you treat with love. And those two things, as Christ was saying, those are the greatest commandments together. And so I think we should take the opportunity and use scripture in our conversations and including the one thou shalt not kill, which applies to abortion.
2: Mm. Well, Stacey Adams might have something to say about that because she says it's particularly cruel uh, to, for, you know, you Christians, to be out talking about that stuff because we don't have the the, we don't have the right to impose those values on society
8: yes they have been working overtime lately on you know trying to shut up believers and they're calling all kinds of normal religious expression as either fascism christian supremacy white supremacy they have really folks started to focus on believers jews and christians alike and they have been saying we we're we're all doing our own religion wrong and they in fact you know all the left-wing positions they're suddenly saying this is what jesus would do in supporting all of the lgbt uh, moves they're making on abortion and they're claiming jesus authority on these positions and it's so you know on its face laughable so i think that they are inviting us as believers to come into the public square and bring our bibles
2: i think somebody ought to write a book about what the what they're doing with this <clears throat> their continued assault on people of uh evangelical persuasions and also of just religious or spiritual persuasions um
8: I agree. I think. Funny you say that. I think that that may happen.
2: Mm, Okay. So, on your mind this week, Your Highness, Your Majesty, Princess Di, what has tickled your fancy, your interest this week? Well,
8: one of the most important stories of the week is 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 a news item that has been bubbling up for a while, but this is uh, this week. The headline in Politico is Visa is going to track gun store sales republicans are furious and this is about a new merchant code that the credit card companies are putting on gun sales And Democrats say this will help law enforcement because, you know, Democrats always want to help law enforcement to spot suspicious transactions that contribute to mass shootings and illegal firearms trafficking. Because, you know, Eric Holder especially is interested in stopping illegal firearms trafficking. But what is the problem is this is the the indication that there's going to be restrictions on commerce based on, you know, unpopular uh, businesses or industries with the left. And so if you want to purchase a firearm, there's going to be a quote unquote merchant code now on your credit card. Not that people use credit cards often. People usually use cash to buy firearms. But still, there, there are some, and that will be able to be tracked. And you know there's no good outcome with, you know, the government or anyone using uh, private industry to track uh, firearm purchases. So my view is, for the GOP, this is job one is to secure the rights so there's no viewpoint discrimination on social media or commerce discrimination, buying, being able to buy and sell on any platform. And that is the greatest danger in my opinion for conservatives is that we are this is a, an agenda on the left to shut us out of the public square to shut us out of commerce it's already happening the my pillow guy and uh, dan bongino and a lot of conservatives cannot use paypal or as some of the other financial transaction businesses because of their point of view and now so the, you know
2: you mentioned that laura loomer Now, whether you agree with Laura Luma or not, whether you think she's a crackpot or not, I don't think she's a crackpot, but I do think that Laura Luma has been maligned by the press to make it appear that she's a crackpot. Now, one of the things that they did with her, they stopped her, once social media banned her, they stopped all the banking, like you said, the PayPals, her bank, I won't give the name of the bank, all of them stopped her from being able to do any transactions as a political candidate. So she was essentially frozen out. And now you're saying that they want to codify this. They want to, if you buy a gun, if you buy a weapon, they want to put a marker on you so that people can identify you and potentially stop you from having this. To me, I don't understand how this wouldn't violate our commerce laws
8: well that's exactly right but you don't see the republican party standing up i mean this has been an agenda that has been encroaching on our freedoms on the right especially for years now i mean you you see what they've done on social media to people of a certain viewpoint and i think viewpoint discrimination protection of viewpoints has to be something that the republican party has to represent us by law and by defending us and and you have Kevin McCarthy coming out with the commitment to America, which is sort of like the you know Gingrich oh, agenda. Five, yeah. On track, yes, and and yet they're general, and you know the future is full of freedom and and all of those things, and there are some good things in there, but it's it doesn't have the bite that that it needs to have to protect us as citizens to to enjoy full citizenship rights, which we were endowed by our Creator. So I, I think that that is the most distressing sh- news story of the, of the week because it is one of a, a piece with other aspects that the left is doing to basically shut us out of our own country.
2: Let me get a reaction to you from something our beloved president said.
8: Think about it. What in God's
5: name do you need an assault weapon for? It's an assault weapon designed to kill people. To defend America, to defend people. But folks, look, it's just we're just we're just it's way out of hand. I've taken on the RNA and I beat them before and I plan on doing
2: Did you hear that?
8: He's what? admitting that the point is to defend
2: people? Yes. It's to de- <laughs> defend America, to defend people. Why on earth do you need that?
8: Well, you know, he confuses himself in the middle of every sentence. So.
2: <laughs> Wait a minute. You said he, conf- <laughs> he confuses himself? We have another. We have another. Biden did a Ted Kennedy. Did you hear that one? <laughs> did you hear? <laughs> Listen carefully to this sentence. Biden does a Ted Kennedy. Check this one out. That was. I th- what was the other Biden remark? I think it was uh, Republican Bridges, was it? Was that it? Let's see whether this is the Think one. Think about it. No, no, Go that's the first truth one. truth is there's a lot more
5: Republicans out there taking credit for the new bridges and those boards that are collapsing than actually <laughs> voted for it. I love the, going by. And, they're, the you know, and this is a great thing. I voted against it, but this is
2: a great thing. <laughs> they're taking credit for the boards of the collapsing, the boards of the, the – <laughs> Listen one more time to the Bud of the Contraption. The is, there's a lot
5: more Republicans out there taking credit for the new bridges and those both of the contraption than actually voted for it. I love so, it going by and they you know, and this is a great thing. I voted against it,
2: but what, this is a great thing. What is the bull of the what is the of the contraption?
8: <laughs> it's like where he says this is America in a nutshell and <laughs> <laughs> yes, he gets confused, but you know it's terribly evil of people on our side to make fun of someone with a speech impediment. That's what That's the That's not left a speech
2: said. impediment. That does not qualify as <laughs> a speech impediment. He forgot where he was going. <laughs> oh, we got to. We got to find that Kennedy one day because that was one of the funniest things Rush ever did. <laughs> No, and the funniest part was he would
8: get so tickled by it himself. It's right. infectious.
2: So good. Oh. Well, thanks for the heads up on that, Princess Di. As always, what an amazing honor and pleasure to speak with you. And um, we we have to keep this stuff front and center. Look, this attack on on religious people. This is real. This attack yes. that they're doing on Christianity. It's not just Christians. But anyone that comes with a grounded spiritual belief in America right now, they're fair game, unless, of course, it happens to be Islamic. And I'm not, you know, but they refuse to. They will not go there. They're afraid of that one. But if you're Christian or anything else, they are coming after you. Or if you're a
8: leftist Christian, then they don't bother you. But I have to end with one statement, four words, in God we trust.
2: In God, we trust. Thank you, Princess Di.
1: Oh knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC.
2: Todd Rundgren. Hello. Hello, it's me. You know who did a great cover song on this? Much, Isley. Brothers and Todd Rundgren, the masterpiece song. Hello, it's me. Let us uh, before we head back to the telephones. George Will has a column today. I can't get into all the details, but there was one paragraph that really just—he's George Will has done a job that most Democrats won't do as effectively, and that is trying to ruin the campaign of a Republican candidate. This, In this case, it's Mastriano, who is running for governor in Pennsylvania. And here's just one paragraph from this column by George Will, the <clears throat> conservative George Will. Suppose voters pick the Republican candidate, Doug Mastriano, and suppose... That late evening of November 5th, 2024, Governor Mastrano thinks Pennsylvania's picked the wrong person to receive the state's presidential electoral votes. Today, candidate Mastrano promises that as governor, he will have the executive power and the mandate to intervene, thus plunging the nation into chaos. Now, this is something, folks, that, you should really pay attention to. What happened in Pennsylvania in the last cycle? You know, all of us now have been called election deniers. If you think there was anything wrong at all in the last presidential election, you're an election denier. And nothing wrong happened. Look, here's what here's what we know. We know, for instance, that this was not in Pennsylvania, but this was somewhere else. But we know that there was a... Uh, one of these drop boxes that was recorded that was paid for by Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook through their, the means that they got their voter election project there. We know that at this particular, uh, uh, box, this mailbox, that there were 20 some odd people that showed up to drop ballots. Yet at this particular voting box, there were 19,000 votes received from it. We know that. Now, You explained to me how a vote box where that was under video surveillance, 20-some-odd people showed up to put in ballots, and yet that same box can produce 19,000 votes. Now, to me, something's wrong there. Maybe not to you, but to me, something's wrong. We also know in Pennsylvania that there was a serious violation of the rules. The legislature said this is how it's done, elections are conducted, and if you read your Constitution, the power to decide the rules for these elections are held within the state legislatures. We know that the Democrat-elected Democrat Supreme Court in that state overturned those rules and implemented their own rules. Now that's wrong. You can tell me all you want to about election deniers. We know that, among other things, they changed it with these so-called COVID rules. So all of a sudden, now you have judges inserting themselves, deciding what happens in an election, we know that they changed the the, the, the timeframes on when ballots could be accepted. Judges did this. Now, some of us say that's wrong, and we're not out of our minds. But yet, according to George Will, everything's hunky-dory, and that this guy, Masturano, is some kind of a nutcase because he's saying, hey, I'm the governor, and I can insert myself when something like this happens. George Will, what George Will, you and your establishment Republicans are the problem. You hate your own people. You, you won't defend Trump. You won't defend anything because it's not the establishment view. You'll go along with Democrats no matter what. And, you know, I respect George Will. I used to think he was such the the conservative. And now, I'm sorry. I've just lost all respect for some of these so-called conservatives. It's like us, the people, we, the people. We, the people, have a right to question things that are wrong. And it's a shame that you can't, it's beneath you and your ilk, to actually look at the facts and say, look, I'm not asking you to say that Trump should have been elected. I'm not asking you to do any of that. But at least acknowledge that there were some things in this previous election cycle that were wrong and that deserve to be looked at. Just give us that little crumb. But you can't find it within yourselves to do it. And shame on you, George Will. Shame on you. (sighs) Telephones. Let us go to Dom in my friend. Dom over in Minnesota. How are you, Dom?
6: Good morning, Joe. I'm fantastic. You know, Letitia James may have given the conservatives a sweet 30-second spot for the midterms. All the ad has to do is show pictures of Hunter, Hillary, Joe, the pedophile, Fauci, and Chinese President Xi Jinping sitting behind the Resolute desk in the Oval Office with a placard behind him that says, kneel before Zard" and follow it up with, no one is above the law. Just ask Letitia James. New York's crime fighter extraordinaire. That would sell well. (laughs) Well, there you go.
2: Dom, the new campaign strategist. Letitia James, let me one more time. I'm going to keep saying it over and over again until some Democrat calls and tells me that, that I'm wrong. Letitia James, everybody in her circle, including her family, everybody. You know, she bragged about being proud of her abortion, So I don't even know whether she has kids. She bragged about how proud she was to go in and get an abortion. But everybody in her family needs to be investigated, period. Ralph in New Rochelle, New York. Quickly, what's on your mind today, Ralph? Thank you for waiting, Ralph.
6: That's quite all right. Good morning, Mr. Golden. Again, with this Letitia James and Donald Trump. Why is she doing the job of the banks? Aren't the banks supposed to do due diligence on the loans they make the people that borrow the money. So why is she looking at the valuation of Donald Trump's assets, where it's the bank's jobs to do that? And then why still isn't she looking into Charlene McCrae and that $800 million of Thrive money? Where the hell did it go?
2: And why isn't she looking into New Yorkers that were defrauded and anyone else defrauded by that gentleman I mentioned earlier, in California who gave all that money to people like Hillary Clinton that was stolen from clients. Yeah, mm-hmm. Because Letitia James hates Trump, and that is enough for Democrats. If you hate Trump, then you're in their camp, and they regard you as the hero. Leticia James is a fraud as a state attorney. She doesn't care about a a balanced legal system. This is all Trump hate it has always been Trump hate, and it will always be Trump hate. Welcome to
1: the Golden Age of Radio. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Nerdly, is on 77 WABC.
2: Ah, yes, in the glow of golden goodness, Marvin Gaye, Tammy Terrell, Christine Middletown, Connecticut. My dear Christine, thank you for calling. Mm -hmm. Welcome. How are you? Good
8: morning.
7: You know, I got to point out, there's a, um, in the Toronto suburb, there's a newly out trans woman who's a high school teacher. Oh, the one with the
2: humongous prosthetics.
7: She's got bowling balls for boobs. Oh, my God, I can't stand that. And neither, many of our trans women friends in my support groups, we've been killing her as well. I mean, that looks disgusting. This woman, if you style. don't, if you
2: have not seen these pictures, folks, she has prosthetics and even the students now, some of the students are protesting now, protesting her saying this, she's turning their school into a circus. Her, these prosthetics come, I'm not kidding. They come about 15, 20 inches off of her body and they hang down to her stomach. It is, um, it's an unbelievable sight.
7: And I feel for the parents that go to that Board of Education meeting because I went to a Board of Ed meeting the other night to protest the curriculum, and they don't like parents showing up, questioning their judgment and how they educate children.
2: Well, you know what? There's a story today. I'm glad that you called with that, Christine. There's a story today. Virginia schools under GOP control sideline LGBTQ insanity. Cheryl Chumley, Washington Times. Virginia's Republican controlled Department of Education put out new guidelines. These new guidelines, students have to use the bathrooms and changing errors that correspond with their birth sex. They also require legal documentation to be filed who, for those who want to force others to play this pronoun game. You have to, you have to sign legal. If you want that, Lynn, you have to go legal with it. Virginia says NPR has moved to restrict the rights of trans students in public schools. Uh, Cheryl Truman says, "Mm, not really. In fact, not at all. It's not restricting rights when those rights don't rightly exist in the first place. And, in fact, were just given a few months ago by far leftists in government. We're not talking skin color discrimination. We're talking the normalization of a psychological disorder.
6: Well...
7: It's amazing, they can't let children grow up, sir.
2: It is, that is exactly right. Christine, I always love hearing from you. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. Let us go to Jim in Afton, New York. Jim, how are you?
7: Hey, good morning, James, love the show. Thank you. Know, you. James, pe- people talk about the money that's shown, like with Kathy Hochul and the $300,000, but this company making $600 million. No one talks about the, the backroom cash deals. How all these politicians go into office, thousandaires, they come out multimillionaires. Look at Joe Biden. I mean, it's proven that Hunter took millions of dollars from our enemies, China, Russia, and they're living these lavish lifestyles. You know, I think the Republicans Republicans should do a forensic audit on all of them and see what. I mean, a lot of them are guilty of it too. You
2: know, Uh uh That's what I was thinking when you said Republicans should do a forensic audit. Yeah, I said to myself, yeah, if they dare.
7: Right, right. That's why they hate Donald Trump. He had money and power. He went in there for free. He had to turn down deals that he could have been involved in because he was president. Went in there for free and shined the light on them. Like people, you know, they said cockroaches, you know, people think you're sneaky. You know, sneaking is intelligent. Cockroaches are sneaky. But when the light comes on, they all get stepped on. Donald Trump shined the light on all these cockroaches, and now they're all scurrying. Throwing everything at him so he could never get in office again. You know? I but totally... Just, he, he, go ahead. No, just... He, he, they come out with this extreme wealth. These jobs never pay more than a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. I don't think the president's job he pays, what's it, $400,000 a year? It used to, to yes.
2: Exactly right. Well, of course, Obama got his afterwards, all these multimillion-dollar deals from Netflix and all the rest of the stuff that he got. But, I mean, Jim, you raise a great point, and Republicans should do audits if they dare. Sonny in the villages, Florida villages, the villages in Florida. Hi, Sonny. How are you? Yeah,
4: good morning, James. I'm doing great. Uh, You are right on point on everything today. Great show, I have to say. Uh, But, you know, I want to add on what you said earlier about the Holocaust. Uh, I, I really know a lot about it. I studied the Holocaust for years. And what they use, and I'm you know, you left this word out, it's a very strong and powerful word, and I see here in the US now more and more it's the word of propaganda and mm. it just basically means, you know, they just they function on lies and fraud, as we all seen, deceit. It's 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 just at a, it's just at a very high level. And now with this witch hunt, it's constantly it's growing against uh, Trump and it doesn't stop and it's it's leading to us who are supporting him. So what I want to say is, me and my friends from Staten Island, I'm a snowbird coming down here. We come out with this uh, campaign, or you call it a movement, but um, we, we're trying to make this on November 2nd that everyone wear, and it's been calm and peaceful, a mega hat, and just uh, you you wear it proudly. You don't have to march or or go to a rally or anything like that, you know. But you know what? It'll speak millions of words out there. It'll show solidarity to, to Trump. If you don't like Trump, it, at least for America and the flag and, and you know, resistance, because what right now all the Holocaust, all the museums, and there's many of them in the United States, that's what they profess. They bring schools out there. It's called resistance. It's not being violent, but we can't take this anymore. It's affecting all of us, especially to us on the right. We had enough and we have no say and, you know. And I have to say this, and don't take this in the wrong way, but, uh, you know, Bo, one of your colleagues, I called him up a couple of nights ago, and he, he said it's a bad idea. He, didn't, he said I can't support it because it shows divisiveness. Well,
2: let me and tell you something. There is nobody in this country that has shown more divisiveness than the Democrat Party. Letitia James, the FBI, the Department of Justice, this fanny Fanny, person, uh, the Fanny Tillis down there in Georgia. Um, All of these people, the Democrats have made a living at trying to divide this country. And Joe Biden is the biggest disunifier in the White House that we have seen in ages. He pretty much came out and said that he hates half the country, okay, and that he wants to target what he calls the ultra-maga's. So I don't find what you said divisive at all, Sonny. I would caution people not to go into um, the election booth wearing any kind of political things. That's against the law. And you don't want to create those kind of problems. But aside from showing your support for making America great, I don't see anything at all wrong with that. David, in the Bronx, New York, you're up next. What's on your mind this morning?
6: All I can tell you is this. I, I, people like myself, my people, the indigenous people of these lands from the Tainos all the way to the mainland, or well, Native Americans, we're tired of this nonsense. We're tired of the red hating blue, white hating
4: black, uh, left hating the right. All this is garbage. These are our lands. Well, we got one answer for you guys. And we don't care about the Christian, you're Christian or the Quran. We don't care about that nonsense. Well, we care about nonsense. Is this. Mm. this is our land. These are our lands. Get the hell out. Get your European ass out. Get your African ass out. Get your Asian ass out. If you're not indigenous of these lands, get out. We By have the way, our own hello, beach. hello, we we hello, beach. David. Like your the, indi- the, the
2: so-called indigenous people came over from some of those places that you say get the hell out. There were people here before them, too. So the indigenous, add those to your list of the people that need to get the hell out. In fact, everybody needs to get the hell out. How do you know that? Just, just do because, because I study history. Because I study history. Get yes, out I of do. our land! These are our land. They're lands. Our land. They're not your get lands. They're not your lands. Get out of our land. We nah, tired of your get racist You
6: first. You first. Get out. You, first. Get, out. you first. get back to Africa, man. I don't care where you come. Oh, you first. want me to go back to
2: Africa? That That's sounds right. non-racist. Get out, man. These By are the our way, These my background. Hello, 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 American David, David, uh, David. My background includes that of and, and indigenous people. I'm part Indian. I'm part Irish. I'm part African. I am part the world. We are the world. We are the people. So you take your little hatred that sounds so wonderful to your own ears, and you can put it where the sun doesn't shine. But I love you, David. Always nice to hear from you. One day you're going to get over your hate, and you're going to join us in the community of love, my friend. Bye, David. Let us go to Andrew in Stanhope, New Jersey.
7: Perfect
9: Have- segue. The, um. Yeah. Indigenous so-called people are from Asia, and the proof that I have is DNA testing. But before DNA, in my own eyes, my wife is Asian, and she looks Native American. I well, And on call. that
2: happy note, we have to go. Time's up. I'm so sorry. God bless each and every one of you and your families. We'll be back Monday for Boston Irby's Rush Hour at 4 o'clock. Make sure to join us then. Bye.
5: But guess what? We got a lot to do. got to say hi to me. We go back a long way. She was 12. I was 30. But anyway, this woman helped me get an awful lot done. Anyway.